0: Get, get comfortable. He's there. getting situated. Can you see me? He's getting situated. Well, if they're listening to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Cloud, or Spotify, Spotify, no. can you feel me? Can you see me? These can say you Kane. Now, now somebody's uh, squeezing did, their car speaker. Nope. Did Kane start sponsoring us?
1: No, Canes could start sponsoring us. Or the great taste of tab. Did you move the tab cam? No, you're talking about raising There's a tab. There is. is This is a true story, by the way. If you're listening, anybody that works for Coca Cola, since you no longer sell tab in Kentucky, I have now (laughs) been charged. With transporting Tab from Point South. It's the lamest remake of Smokey and the Bandit. Now, James, Smokey and the Bandit comes up often on this show.
2: More than than children and men. Again, almost more than children and men. How long does it take you to get from Texarkana, Mississippi, and Lexington back?
1: Now, that that's bootlegging with Tab, isn't it? Yeah. It's actually, this is a true joke. Somebody A true this, joke. It's, it's, it is a joke, but it's true. It actually happened. Somebody pointed out that if Tab running was a crime and we got pulled over... Uh, I, I won't say the name of the individual, but Joe will know exactly who it is. J.M. Uh, yeah, he, his exact words were, I will scream, I was like this, be- <laughs> I wasn't like this till I got in this car. Yeah, that'd that uh, be really funny. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, this is a true story. I do run tab for a family friend. Uh, I hope the family friend at least has the dignity to uh, subscribe to this. We did go up a subscriber on YouTube.
2: I don't know that's if you want know to A whole boys.
0: subscriber. Hot damn. You know, more than you got. Anyway. I'm part of this show. Welcome to the actually, that's the beginning yet. of this episode. Oh. Uh, I'm okay with that. I'm going to go home and watch some TV. <laughs> At two, Chad.
2: Now, what is this week's episode about? Oh, first of all, I got to say, we apologize for the audio problem that we had last week.
0: Yeah, we don't know what
2: the hell we're doing. That's part of it. We, we had a producer, and she said... I, she did like a suck it thing and rolled out the yeah. door. and
1: <laughs> Said horrible things about my and, mother. But
2: I do want to say we have made it another 20 ep- episodes since she quit. That was way more than most people I think thought we would yep. when she yeah. quit. <laughs>
1: yeah. And we even have... I, I'm half-heartedly have these, joking and half-heartedly feel really we proud have, about that. We even got these way. really sweet stickers now.
2: I know. And we, and we just found out today that we're going to be at a certain... Fast in the fall. Yes, yes. With a table.
1: With a table. Where you can stop by and get a sticker. Yeah, Absolutely, for free. Now. No, no, no. They're $30. We negotiate down, Joe. You've screwed this all up. <laughs> and we may be having a sponsor.
0: Mmm. Mm. More on that later, perhaps. Nom, 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 nom. Now. This week's episode is about well, for first off, since we're coming, this episode's coming out on Memorial Day weekend. We Joe came up with the brilliant idea that to do this, Memorial
2: Day movies. movies, but there isn't such a thing, no. really.
0: Uh, you know, I thought about Uncle Sam, but Uncle Sam is actually Fourth of July. So, yeah. I was...
2: <laughs> everyone I was thinking about, I was like, oh my god, independent Oh, no, four, they're all the fourth, fourth of July, July movies. <laughs> so, stay tuned. I don't know that we'll do it this year, but I bet we'll eventually run out of ideas. Yep. We,
1: you know, we could have done movies that were released on Memorial Day weekend because that's always been the that used to be used to be. Oh my God! Well, let's throw this away. Start it over. <laughs> no, but that used to be the start of summer movies. Before, yeah, it used to before it, now it's now. April. Yeah, yeah before now Disney. Yeah,
0: before before the dark times. Um, but yeah. Woo-hoo! So uh, in in honor of Memorial it Day, in order in honor, in honor of Memorial Day, we are discussing war movies. War movies. Chad, you said you were having a hard time with war movies. I was because apparently I thought about it and thought about it. I came up with three, but apparently I'm not a big fan of war movies, just like the cop TV shows. I was I, I was thinking about because usually when we when we just when we pick our topic, I've got my three right off the bat.
1: Well, I, I, and now I'll, I'll, I'll kind of echo you on this because I was sitting there thinking, um, I had no problems coming up with them, but. Usually the way I pick movies is what do I like to sit down and watch over and over again. Yeah. And that's not war movies to me. Yeah, no. Uh I mean I there's some really great war movies out there, but they're kind of
0: one and done's for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way they're the only war movie and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring it up um if because you say it's not one wh- No th- <laughs> no, there's there's two war movies that I will that I will sit down and watch repeatedly. One, as I'm going to start off with, I'm going to bring that one up. The other one was, it's technically not a war movie. It's Lincoln. I've watched Lincoln three times. Lincoln's on my honorable mention. Okay. I mean, it is about the Civil War. Well,
1: and I was going to say, and here's the other thing. I looked at a bunch of movies that happened during wars. Um, Movies like Schindler's List. Movies like um, Grey Zone, which I've talked about before and I won't repeat. But, but I excluded all those from my list because I, I wanted to look at movies that actually dealt with, if not directly the war, soldiers. Exactly. And that's how I picked my movies. Mm-hmm. So so there were a bunch of movies, like you said, probably honorable mentions that I immediately started going, nope, 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 nope. Because I wanted to actually look at soldiers. I have three pages
0: so oh, good, you're going to carry this episode. I <laughs> no. That no, I honorable no, mentions.
2: No. It, honorable mentions and ten point type is three to four lines
0: long. Cool. I mean, I did. I did. I do have three, and I. My number one. I'm, I'm actually. This is actually going to be a, a rare episode for me in that I'm not bringing up an obscure bad movie. Oh, FYI, obscure bad movie. A shout out to
2: Laura Laurel Tower oh, Wells, Wells who loved the fish thing. Shared us. About the thing about the cartoon 90s. Fish, fish police. Yeah, fish, fish police. police. Yeah. And then somebody else put a thing underneath where she shared us. And it was all excited about it as well. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, thank maybe, you. Maybe you did get that 160th person on um,
1: <laughs> YouTube. Yeah. I Listen, there's a lot of great obscure things out there. Are there? Uh, I, I almost tagged John Glover. I've tagged him before and he's responded to stuff. Mm. I almost tagged him on face or on, on the Twitter on the Twitter to him say, "Can show? we just get Brimstone on DVD already?" Man. I mean, I, I can get it. Not that today. he has any control over that. Yeah. No, no, I'm sure he doesn't. But maybe, maybe he knows somebody I don't.
2: John Glover, come on the show
1: now. Who wants to go first? I had a hard time with it too.
2: You all were talking about real. I'm oh, sorry, I, I asked the question, but real quick. Because you're right. What's a war movie? Yeah. Because there's a. I, I mean, and it can be lots of things. It doesn't even necessarily need to be a real war. Right.
1: Yeah. Which
0: is a. a the War at Home. Yeah, i a TV I'll, show. I'll wait for that. Um, like, a, for example, I was going to bring so TV up. Shows. I was going to bring I up. Wag. It was I was going to bring up Wag the Dog.
2: Yeah, that's a, that technically could it, be a, a war, war movie, movie. Yeah. but
0: again, I, I I came at this at the same approach of James is that it had to have soldiers in it since we are talking about war movies and it's Memorial Day, so that was my mine
2: are about soldiers as well. Yeah,
0: that so,
2: yeah. Uh, did any of you pick the movie Soldier? No, I, it did not even make it to my honorable. <laughs> <mention>. But <laughs> even you know though that... who was on who's who did a lot of war movies, and I'm not going to talk about all of them.
0: No, go ahead, Stanley Kubrick. Yep. So why don't we start off with my first pick. Go ahead. Dr. Strangelove and How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Yep, yeah, that's on my honorable mentions. <laughs> because it does have soldiers in it.
2: Dude, there is several Kubrick films.
0: I picked another one. Oh, really? And it's not
2: what everybody thinks it's going to be.
0: Um, no, it's... Uh, but no, Dr. Strangelove is by far one of my favorite war movies of all... And one of my favorite movies, period, of all time. It's probably and my That's not a real war either. No, it's not a real war. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. Yeah. Um, But it was directed by Stanley Kubrick and written. uh, So Stanley Kubrick is the head writer, but somebody who doesn't get mentioned as being a writer for this show is uh, Terry Sutherland. Sutherland, who was insane. Yes. Uh, He also wrote Easy Rider, Casino Royale with Peter Sellers, uh, The Cincinnati Kid, and uh, Barbarella. So why was he insane? Tell me some stories. Karen
2: Black has a really good story. Karen Black is has passed on now. She she was a wonderful actress. You, For a lot of our viewers or listeners, if you're of a certain age, you probably know her as the original Mother Firefly from House of a Thousand Corpses. She yeah. wasn't in The Devil's Rejects, and now she's passed on.
1: Uh, before that, though, I, if you watch Family Guy, they have a throw-out line to her in an episode where... She lands a plane safely and they were like, oh, just like she did in Airport 77. Yeah, and she's in a
2: great uh, horror film called with Oliver Reed from the 70s called Burnt Offerings as well. I, I She was in a ton of things. Uh, oh, what's that vampire movie where the, the lungs come out? It's in the 90s or 80s. Doesn't matter. She's She told a story about working with him. And about him trying to find a certain kind of girl that would have a... I don't want to offend anybody, but this is the story was told. He liked girls with big bushes.
0: Okay. So that they, um, he was. He was. I'm trying to come up with a jo- uh, joke about the stuff that people put in brother houses. But no topiaries. Yeah, topiaries. So
2: you you know that whole scene in Sling Blade from one of the greatest character actors of yeah, all. Yeah, J T Walsh. J T Walsh and how he picks them and all that. Yep. That's almost the story she tells about Terry Sutherland. Wow.
0: That's disturbing. Google it. No, I won't, I won't believe you. <laughs> Just don't Google it using certain search words. At yeah. work. But, <laughs> but uh, uh, Peter Sellers, George C. Scott, Sterling Hayden, who actually came out of retirement from this movie. I didn't know he was in retirement from that. Was, he Sterling
2: Hayden I was in The Godfather, which yeah. came later.
0: He hadn't made a movie in five years. Hmm. And Kubrick actually convinced him to come out. He's uh, a good Retirement actor. for this, uh, Slim Pickens, uh, within one of the most memorable scenes in movie history of him riding the A bomb down the, down to the the ground, Yeehaw. and uh, James Earl Jones, yep, which I believe this was James Earl Jones' first movie. Is it really? I believe it is. I did not know. Um, did you? Hey, all s- and he done Broadway before that though. I'm yes. Sure. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, and that's actor. why that's why St- Stanley Kubrick hired him as he saw him in a I want to say King Lear. I might be wrong. Um. But did you know uh, the budget for this? Uh, Peter Sellers was paid $1 million for this movie, which was actually 55% of the budget. And he had to play
2: X amount of characters.
0: Yeah, and uh, Kubrick uh, is quoted as saying, I get three for the price of six. <laughs> uh, he was, he, that was one of his famous that's, quips. That's a good line. Uh, that's another thing. Uh, Stanley Kubrick was, uh, when when uh, he is notorious for just being straight-faced, having no no sense of anything when he's shooting these movies. This, this movie, uh, Peter Sellers actually had him laughing so hard on, on takes because Peter Sellers, like Bill Murray improvised almost all of his lines. Yep. Most of his stuff wasn't written. Um, but he had Stanley Kubrick on the ground, like laughing so hard he couldn't breathe. Um, Did yeah. Talk about the, the, so he plays four characters. Is it three or four? It's three. Right. Cause he, he, he played the French soldier with Sterling Hayden. Yeah, that's Mandrake. Well, he was French, right?
2: I don't think he's French. Okay, maybe not. He
0: played Dr. Strangelove. Yeah. And who's the third character? Because I'm blanking. So oh my God, it's one of my favorite movies in your company.
2: George C. Scott is so funny.
0: Yeah. Did you know um, George C. Scott was notoriously hard to work with? Mm-hmm. Um, but do you know how he actually became, how, how Stanley Cooper got him in line? Is it chess? Beat his ass in chess. Because Stanley Kubrick was a master chess player.
2: Yeah, and George C. Scott was no slouch.
0: No, he wasn't. And Stanley, he was
2: known for his prowess of the chess. Yeah, and
0: Stanley Kubrick wiped the floor with wiped him. wiped the floor with him. Yeah, by the way, they're, it's, they're, it's really funny. He would play that, in New
2: York where they do the like the Bobby Fischer, mm-hmm. and that's where yeah he'd hustle for money.
0: Yeah, did you um did you all know that their their what the original ending for this movie was? Mm-mm. Do you no? So the original ending of this movie was supposed to be a gigantic pie fight between the Russians and the Americans. They shot it. They shot it. Just still. And the, and then um, they, uh, they 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 uh, Stanley Kubrick decided to get rid of it because it didn't fit with the overall theme of the movie. Um, and there's only been one viewing of the movie with this scene in it, and it was in 1999 um, at a at a London theater right after Kubrick's death. I didn't know the footage still exists. The footage still it still exists. And there's a cut of this movie out there with the cut pie in it. Because you
2: know The Shining had a different ending. And he cut it out after it came into theaters. Oh really? Yeah, and that footage doesn't exist. Well, this one does. And I don't I don't know Look where Look it up. Is. It's it's fascinating because there's people to argue that it didn't make it to theater, but apparently it did show in a certain cinemas. Yeah. And then he took it back out and then it went back and he cut it so it's her showing up at the office. I know we're getting off topic. No, but no, get, I mean we're we could do a whole episode so, about Cooper. And
0: we probably eventually will be we'll when we run out we'll of topics. <laughs> um The only other fact I have about this movie that I thought was fascinating Is uh the war room table? I mean, obviously, you can't. This movie's in black in the war room, yeah. There's no fighting in the war room, it's in black and white, so it's hard to um to see. Of course, you can't see anything, but the table, the tablecloth on the war room table is actually green Mm -hmm. because Stanley Kubrick wanted it to be, wanted the actors to feel like they were playing poker with the world, hmm. I thought that was fascinating. That's, that's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, in order to get them into their 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 characters. He he that's how he wanted it. He wanted it green. Um the, I actually lied. The only other the only other fact I have about it is uh the famous scene where Peter Sellers' character Doctor Strangelove hat is fighting with his own hand. Um there's two facts about that. One, that glove that he has is actually Stanley Kubrick, it's from Stanley Kubrick's personal collection that he used to change lights on set.
2: This, that does not
0: shock Yeah, me. <laughs> And if you know anything about Kubrick,
2: this should not be shocking yeah. to anyone. And
0: Stanley and, and Seller saw him using it one day on set and thought that would be perfect for his character. And that's where that glove came from. And the second thing is um, that there's actually a, send, a, a, a medical syndrome that it involves the hand. Like It's not as dramatic as uh-huh. Peter Seller, but it, it involves like... The hand will come up and just slam down, and people have no control over it. It had a long that name mm-hmm. um, that I can't remember off the top of my head, but it actually got changed to Strange Love Syndrome, ah. because of Peter Sellers. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So that was my. F- I'm sorry, I we. But you started mentioning Kubrick. I'm like, let's get right into it, my first pick. So Doctor Strange Love and How I Learned to Stop Warrior. No. That's good. It's my favorite war. It honestly, when we when we said we were going to talk about war movies. It was the first one that came up. The other two, I, the second one I'm going to talk about, I had no problem coming up with. It was right after Strangelove, but uh, I, I fought with it. There was a few other ones I fought with, but Dr. Strangelove was by far the number one. But I wasn't even going to hesitate talking about it.
2: Okay, who's next? Me or you? Hit it, Joe. You take mine, I'll just cry. I have one, two, three,
1: four. Get your woman
2: on, on the, the floor. floor. Gotta, Gotta get, get up to get, get down. down. Gotta to get, up get up to get, get we back. hadn't sang in a while. One, two, three, I'm four,
1: sure nobody has missed it. Six. We could be a barbershop quartet except we killed Jimmy. Yeah. I mean I mean nobody died. Nobody died. There's <laughs> not an active investigation. Haley was our best
0: bass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just for some reason it just popped in my head. Haley singing
2: Oh man. River. I saw her today, by the way. <laughs> I'll go ahead and keep with Stanley Kubrick. Only I'll keep it short. It's called Passive Glory. Have either of you gentlemen ever seen it? No, I did play a video game. Everybody thought, before. I mean, everybody would say Full Metal Jacket. I didn't pick Full Metal Jacket. It's an honorable mention. It's a great movie. I enjoy it quite a bit. Well, I enjoy the first half. Yeah,
1: the first half. I agree with you. First half. I, I mean, it's all good. It's all good, but the but, second
0: half, hold on. it just
1: let seems... Me just, let me anger Three quarters of the world. That's poor man's platoon. (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny. Well, actually
0: Oliver had written
2: platoon many, many years before too. And it took took him forever to get it made. Only probably just not as long as it just took Stanley to get a movie done. Yeah. (laughs) After returning to attack on an enemy position, a general accuses the soldiers of cowardice and their commanding officer must defend them. It's the only one on here that's from World War I. What year did it come out? It came out in 1959 uh, it, I don't have it on here. It's based on the novel Pass of Glory by Humphrey Cobb it Basically You said sh-
0: Cobb. Yeah, Humphrey okay, Cobb. Okay, just checking a Cobb. No, I heard something else Cobb. Yeah We'll go with Cod. Moving along How much
1: time do we got before we need a commercial work?
2: (laughs) I don't know. I was hoping Chad said his. (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, it's directed by Stanley Kubrick, written by Stanley Kubrick. I think it's Kubrick's third film, Pass of Glory. You should check it out. It's black and white. It stars Kirk Douglas. Now, how did Stanley Kubrick make another little war film? Not Full Metal Jacket. You guys remember that one? It had Kirk Douglas in it, too? It's called Spartacus.
0: Spartacus. Yep. Dalton, See what I mean yeah. about
2: Kubrick? Made a lot of war movies. Yeah, Dalton Trumbo. He would eventually, would almost make Napoleon several times and never actually finished oh, it. Oh, See, oh it his dream project, projects, it was really right? really one of his dream projects and never actually did
0: it. Who did I'm he, Spartacus, oh. by the way. So he never actually shot anything because I was kind of curious as to who he cast as Napoleon. Dennis Hopper. He done <laughs> it once. He did it once for Irv Allen. Why
1: wouldn't he do it again? <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: Kubrick... Talked to many different people over over a lot of years about different roles. For example, Eyes Wide Shut, he actually had a meeting with Steve Martin once and they played chess. Huh. Steve Martin was gonna be Tom Cruise? I don't know he's gonna be Tom Cruise, but that was the movie they talked about. The AI, which he'd worked on with Spielberg, he always wanted Spielberg to direct it and they always he Spielberg always said that he should direct it as they went back for years and years and years yeah. and years back and forth.
0: I'm still just trying to picture Steve Martin as Tom Cruise. I'm giving you an
2: example of what could have happened. I'm, I don't know that Tom Cruise is right for that role. I mean, either. I
0: mean, I know what we're talking about but Nova Kane was good. But I I, 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 got Nova Kane on uh, Pluto TV. I
2: didn't, I didn't. <laughs> anyway, back to Kirk Douglas and Ralph Meeker. It takes place during World War One trench fighting, and they're trying to take something called the Ant Hill. They order a retreat. And this, of course, this horrible general hates them. And there is a... Anyway, it's about what is Courage and what isn't Courage. It's only 80-some minutes long. I suggest you go out and check it out. It's what led to him getting the job on Spartacus because he wasn't the original director on Spartacus. Is it a better movie than Full Metal Jacket? Probably not. But it's an interesting film on Courage and what it takes to be brave, and what is bravery, and a couple of my other ones actually deal with it. I would use it as a companion piece of a double feature with a Robert Zemeckis Tales from the Crypt that also has Kirk Douglas in it called Yellow. Lance Ooh, Hendrickson. That is a- it. And Dan Aykroyd. And it takes place in World War, World War I. One, Absolutely. Trench Warfare. And those two. God, that's a great episode. Yeah, Yellow. So, if
1: seriously. For go some out. reason now, I've got branded in my head. Branded. Branded. What do you do when you're branded, but you know you're a man? You wear a speed stick? You wear speed stick? I don't know. Anyway,
2: so as a double feature, if you have the. I would like to do this. I've never done it. Uh, it would be Paths of Glory followed by Yellow. We're back, and we have the combination to the air shield. Sorry about that, folks. We had a little bit of a glitch. Anyway. we fixed
0: the, the glitch.
2: glitch. Moving around along, check out Pass the Glory. No, I can't imagine Steve Martin as uh, Tom Cruise. No. <laughs> <laughs> but Pass the Glory, once I said you should do it as a double feature with Yellow, which was directed by Robert Zemeckis, starring Kirk Douglas as well. Check it out. It was a Tales from the Crypt. It was longer. It has Dan Aykroyd in it. It has Kirk Douglas's other son. I can't remember what his name is. Something. Charlie Douglas. Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> What in the hell is that laptop doing? What do you mean? It's Netflix powering up to take off. Yeah. Well, I realized there actually wasn't any power to it. It was just running off battery. I kicked it on oh, over there. Yeah, you might need
1: to do that. Yeah,
2: anyway. So, check it out. Double feature. Pass the glory. Yellow. Who's up next?
1: James? Uh, it's me. I'm going to have to go with the one. And and Joe and Chad probably saw this coming. i got to go with Deer Hunter.
2: I, I, I thought so. Uh, I thought I've got a real, another obscure one that I thought you might have
0: taken. And honestly, I was gonna bring up Deer Hunter, but I figured one of you two were gonna do it. So. Deer it Hunter impresses
2: me. Man, yeah. that movie uh, no, no, from
0: years on is that's why hell. I had to pick
1: it. Because it really is. there's very little war in this picture. But there is no doubt that this movie is about soldiers. Oh God, it's, it's um, hurtful. Uh he don't uh, um, How's his name pronounced? Samino Uh, Marco Chimino. Thank you. Right. Um. I don't think so. He it's
2: had, not Cimino, it's Cimino. He He's not It's Chimino.
1: He had only he passed made away a couple years. Ago, one too. film before this, which was remember. Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Okay. Um. But this is arguably kind of the godfather (laughs) of war movies. It is very character driven. Mm -hmm. It is in time slow. Small Um, And it has a lot of people from the godfather Godfather. in it. Well, there's there's a couple funny stories about that. Um, De Niro was not who the studio wanted. Um, They told him he had to have somebody big if he wanted money for it because it was considered a huge risk um, because it covered Vietnam.
2: They thought that was a huge risk. Wait till they do Heaven's Gate. That's Uh, an insider joke for you people who um, are huge Michael Cimino fans. Do you
1: know who the studio wanted him to get? Robert Redford. Roy Schneider. Really? And they had a contract with him, which is how he got forced to do Jaws 2 because he backed out of this movie. Robert De Niro agreed to do it, but here's the funny part about it. It's considered a war movie. Yeah. The original script had nothing to do with war. It was based on a unproduced play about a gambler with an obsession with Russian roulette. And they bought that unproduced play and they reworked it because what happens, I guess, I have not read the unproduced play, but it's about, he realizes somebody he knows is involved in it and the ending is about the same. And they wanted to look at what does that actually look like. And And the people who made this movie say, Odds are none of the Russian Roulette stuff was actually happening in POW camps. so none of that stuff's real. And that was one of the most controversial things that got put in the movie. But it's funny, because that was the only thing that survived, arguably, from kind of the original script. You know what? I never
2: thought about it being real, so that's how good the movie is. It never occurred to me that Russian Roulette wasn't happening. So people say it probably never happened to any POW?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they said because... Where would that come from? And here's one of the funny parts about it.
2: And they weren't just playing that in Vietnam on no, the streets. No,
1: sister, I? No, am bored. What do you want to do today? Because that's um, what they're doing in the clubs, yeah. right?
2: They're playing
0: oh, yeah, Russian yeah. roulette.
1: Well, and and Christopher Walken won his Academy Award Best mm-hmm. Supporting for this, but you he know, said it, it paid for his house. It's so funny because that the Oscar did. Uh, when they went hmm. to cast people, they filmed some of it in Thailand, mm-hmm. and they went to cast people, and they couldn't find anybody that would smack an American. And they found this one guy, this is an altar it up, they found one guy in Thailand who had a devout hatred of Americans. And that's the person they cast that smacks Robert De Niro. <laughs> because the guy that they originally cast would not hit him. Huh. Refused. Said, well, no, no, you can film it from the back and I'll go in front of him. And they were like, no, no, you've got to hit him. We've got to have a hit on... And they found one guy that had a hatred of Americans and brought him in, and he hit the cast. He, he did it. Um, so, like I said, it was based on an unproduced play. Um, the There was a huge backlash against this at the Oscars because of the Russian roulette stuff and because it was about Vietnam... Um, some names that people would assume would protest it protest it Jane Fonda being one of them um, but what's really funny about it was Jane Fonda had a little film that was up for an Oscar that year too mm-hmm. Coming Home Coming Home yeah with uh, Bruce Dern and
2: uh, J- uh, uh, yeah
1: according to it's uh, <laughs> so sad
2: I forgot Angelina Jolie's dad <laughs> yep. John Voight
1: John Voight according to one of the producers um, I almost said Ray Liotta. <laughs> Uh there was orchestrated lobbying. I don't know There was orchestrated lobbying against The Deer Hunter, and it was actually led by Warren Beatty. Of course it was. Because Heaven Can Wait was also up for uh, uh, nominations. And Beatty admitted to using ex-girlfriends, including Julie Christie, who served on the Berlin Film Festival, where it was screened, and had her walk out during the screening at the Berlin Film Festival to to make a statement. Huh. Um, All that stuff was going on. Uh, When the limos pulled up, uh, a group of Vietnam veterans threw rocks at the producer's limo. Uh, There was all that stuff going on. Uh, Of course, it went on to win five Academy Awards, I think. Um, Yeah. Sparkly edition here. Um, But yeah, the the Vietnam veterans against the war protested it um, with uh, signs saying, No Oscars for Racism because uh, the Vietnamese versions and all that. Uh, one sign said, The Deer Hunters a Bloody Lie, and through pamphlets. Um, uh, the screenplay writer, Washburn, uh, also had uh, his, his limo. Uh, was, it, bur- his limo was also hit by stones. Uh, and there actually were 13 people arrested at the Oscars for protesting. You know sticks and stones will break your bones. De Niro did not attend the ceremony because he was so nervous that violence would break out. He asked, he told them if they would let him sit backstage, he would attend. When they said, no, you would have to be in the audience, he said, I will just be at home, and he stayed in New York. Huh. So that is... But the Deer Hunter itself is basically... And the reason... I, I, it's about soldiers. It's not... the uh, I argue, steel town that's dying. And, and it's three friends, and there's there's all the tensions with their families. There's a wedding at the beginning. It starts with a wedding, Godfather-ish there. Um, and then literally the wedding's over. They go deer hunting. Deer gets shot. And, and they in pop into Vietnam. And they're prisoners of war. But really the, the part of the film that feels the longest is when they're back. And then when he goes back to find the missing one, which is yeah. Walter's character. Yeah. When De Niro's character goes it's back. It's a to bleak him movie. Him. It is. It's very bleak. It's very hard to watch. The most painful, visceral scene, and I can watch it a thousand times, and I know it's not real, but my mind always makes it even worse than it's filmed, is when he falls in the river, and he breaks his leg. And I can watch that scene, and it flashes very quickly to what he's done to his leg, but uh, it's always ten times worse in my head. Mm -hmm. And And I jerk every time it happens. And I've seen it several times. It is Again, I said a hard time. This is one of the few war f- films I have watched a couple times. Are we going to move on? Um, but it's like Joe says, it's bleak. It is bleak. If, if you've never seen the Deer Hunter, you do need to watch the Deer Hunter.
0: Yes, you, it, if it you're is,
2: a, if you're a film. If you if you love movies and film, yes. If you're not a if you just want me to recommend something to have a good time, no. oh,
0: it
1: is not a good time. But Meryl Streep is in it as well, so there you go. Um, but, so she does a whole Mamma Mia thing. Yeah, uh, the musical number in the, the musical number really the took me out or, of it yeah, for yeah. a second. But it was it. Um, it's probably also a film that, in some ways, as much as it was protested, also brought to. The forefront some of the ideas of mental health and what was going on with some of these veterans um i know some vietnam veterans who say you know it it's great on that end but it's not great on the war end so i'll talk more about that later
2: yay he's going to talk more did you hear that, Chad? Oh, no, please. He's back
1: from Mississippi to talk give, for him. Give me more of the background about the third set string director who moved a doll. In you don't even know seat. what you're saying.
0: <laughs> you don't even know what you're saying. Chad, get us out of the all funk. All right, I'm going to do this one um, before we you... We got but, the funk. I'm, I'm going to do this one before you all steal it. Uh, I'm going to name the cast. Dennis Leary, Danny Glover, Ray Liotta. Oh, my. Yeah, I'm not talking about Operation Dumbo Drop. <laughs> Is that a war movie? <laughs> that soldiers, they're in Vietnam, they're transporting elephants. Is that during Vietnam? Yeah, thanks. I don't think I've no, ever actually during, seen it. It's during Vietnam. Oh, okay. Oh, we're not talking about Operation Dumbo Drop. I just wanted to hear Joe go, oh God. Oh my God. Okay, um, no, here's, Um. I'm going to name a couple of the the characters' names and see if you all can get it. Oddball. Crap Game. Nope. All right, I'm just going to start naming... The actors Don Rickles Yes Telly Savalas Oh, I know Oh, Carol O'Connor Yeah, I know this one Clint Eastwood Kelly's Heroes Yes Uh, This is a personal favorite of mine
2: Why? You know, it's It's considered
0: bad Yeah,
2: it's not a good movie No, but I enjoy it And that's where John Landis
0: uh, Yes, he plays mm -hmm. John Landis was a production assistant But he also played Mm -hmm. Sister Rosa Stigmata (laughs) (laughs)
2: Do you know anything about all that? That's where he actually came up with the idea for. Do you know? No. Go. American Werewolf in London, because they shot that behind the Iron Curtain.
0: Yeah. They filmed it in Yugoslavia.
2: He had to get a passport. He was seventeen or eighteen. That's how he ended yeah. up meeting Rickles and all those people. Uh, uh, also, uh, that's how we got uh, Harry it.
0: Harry Dean Stanton, uh, Carol in Animal House. Um,
2: yeah
0: Donald Sutherland. Yeah, uh, I was going. He plays Oddball.
2: Yeah, they all thought he was a. Rickles said later is an is an annoying little asshole. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, well, that's some Rickles. Sort of, yes, I know, but. He was. that's where he experienced actually seeing Gypsies for the first time. He was yeah. a young man, and it stuck with him. He goes, well, what if there was a... War? And that's where he wrote American World from London. He was yeah. really young. It wasn't produced for another decade.
0: Yeah, because it, it takes place in World War II, um, and it is. It is. It, uh, it was all shot in Yugoslavia. And you're right, it's not considered a classic. It, it it's is, it's, it's not, remembered
2: fondly, but it's not yeah, considered Yeah, it's a not movie.
0: considered a classic, nor should it be. Um, but again, it's one of my personal favorites. I guess you could consider this my B-movie that I like. Um, it, uh, also started, I, I said, uh, Carol O'Connor, Donald Sutherland, Harry Dean Stanton. It was directed by, oh God, I can't read my handwriting. Brian G. Hutton. Uh, he directed Nightwatch, X, Y, and Z, and The Pad and How to Use It. The pad is referring to an apartment. Um, it was... Is it? Because I almost more interested in the other one. No, it's about a bachelor who's uh, hanging out in his apartment and how and how he how to get ladies No, I, I get that. Yeah, yeah. I like my other version. Yeah, I know. And that's why I figured... Yeah, I'm how am
1: had... I supposed to use this, Chad? I figured... There's an another one! We an just an made a threequel. Yeah, those were his, <laughs> those were his
0: three movies of note other than Kelly's hero. <laughs> so, I figured I better explain what the pad is. Uh, it was written by Troy Kennedy Martin. Do we want you to know who that nope. man is? No. He wrote The Italian Job. And oh. and uh, the better movie, Red Heat. Wait, the original <laughs> Italian job or the re- new both? Oh,
1: I did not know.
2: He, that. Wrote, well, he probably both. wrote the original and got
0: credit yeah, yeah. Uh, a- after look, arbitration. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um. I, seriously. Post. Fix that in post. Arbitration.
2: If you know how the screenwriter credit thing works with arbitration. Oh yeah. 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 Just, that, I, I'm not taking either That, way by the way, the,
1: is another entire story
0: with the Deer Hunter, but I won't go back into it. But, but no. You, um. Yeah. But let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's depressing. But what is Kelly's Hero? It's about a it's about it's a not group. Not of, as depressing. It's about a group of soldiers who are going uh, behind enemy lines to steal Nazi gold. Three kings, what? Yeah, three kings. It was the original three kings. <laughs> That's going. it. Yeah. Um did you know it was actually uh, Kelly's Heroes was actually based on a true incident? No, but it, it was a it, it was based on a true incident and the the actual heist was considered the biggest of all time. Based on 19, the 1960s Guinness Book of World Records, so uh, 20 minutes, and this is probably why it was—it's uh, not really considered a classic. MGM and all their wise uh, glory, of course, when a studio gets involved in a movie, uh, they cut 20 minutes out of the movie. Yeah, and a lot of that—a lot of that—told the background stories of the characters. There was a lot of dramatic, um. Background, especially of the character Oddball by Donald Sutherland, because in the movie he's kind of just this wacky, kooky guy who's there for you know comedic effect. But there was actually a whole story told about him, about why he is, uh, his interaction with soldiers. There was also a lot of interactions with soldiers who were on the lines and them and and you know dealing with the real dramatic effect of war. MGM cut it basically to make it a zany heist movie. Um let me turn the page here. Turn Sorry. the page. Um and uh did you know so um this was Eastwood at the height of his at, at the height of his movie fame too. Um and this was kind of a movie that didn't seem to fit in his repertoire at the time. Uh huh. Um he had just finished um I believe he had just done the spaghetti westerns with um help me out here. Sergio Leone. That guy. Um, but he, he signed on to this movie because of one reason. It was right. actually originally supposed to be directed by Don Siegel.
2: Which would explain
0: why he would sign on yeah, to it. Yeah, and he, he was, he, Don Siegel was also, uh, he directed the Dirty Harry movies, a couple other movies with Clint Eastwood, so they were, they were very close friends. I believe you can hear a story about that in our, um... I'm sure you can.
2: Well, I, you know, Unforgiven, which is probably Eastwood's best directed film, or probably may I, I, I... I don't know. He's got a, a, a few good ones, but I think Unforgiven's probably the one that'll go down. What do you think? Yeah. Uh it's dedicated to Don and Sergio. Right. Which would be Don Siegel and Sergio Leone. Yeah.
0: Um but he was they were supposed to do this but Don Siegel got caught up in another movie in the editing process. So that's why it got dropped to this relatively unknown man Brian G Hutton who had, you know, he he does not have a lot of movies on his career. Kelly Heroes is by far his best movie. Yeah. So if that tells you anything. Um, But it is a personal favorite for me. Um, Every time I watch it, I chuckle, mainly because of Don Rickles. It's got a
2: great cast, It's got an amazing... And the chemistry... It's like an Oceans movie. Yeah, they're not great, but it's it's hard not to enjoy them with all the people.
0: Right. Think of all the people. (laughs) But that's... uh, Kelly's Heroes, if you haven't seen it, if you just want to watch a good movie, a, 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 a popcorn movie that has a lot of great characters and a lot of great lines, it's worth watching. It's Now, does it really tell a hardcore war movie? No. It's just a bunch of people on a tank trying to go steal some Nazi gold.
2: All right. That leads me to me. Go. And we'll just segue from one Clint Eastwood to the next. I totally didn't sell Kelly's Heroes at all, did I? It's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sell you on this next one.
0: Clint Eastwood yes. war movie.
2: Yes, you know what it is? Heartbreak hey. Ridge.
0: No, I did.
2: I knew it
0: was. That's a the one he did Ridge. when he had lung. He had throat cancer, right? <laughs>
2: this movie was uh, made as a companion to Flags of Our Fathers, but is the oh, it is yeah. by oh. far the more superior oh, yeah. of the film. Yeah, Letters, Letters of- from Iwo Jima I- is a superior film. to Flags of Our Fathers. I- I- that- Flags of Our Fathers had. I looked it up. It's three, if not four times the budget.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: More time to shoot. They shot letters from Iwo Jima. It's 20 or 30 days. Ridiculous. Then they
0: shoot it simultaneously? Uh, they shot back. it right
2: after, back mm-hmm. to back. It's in Japanese. Clint Eastwood, to my knowledge, doesn't speak it fluently. Right. And I can't imagine him doing it. it right. sounds ridiculous. The story of the Battle of Iwo Jima between the United States and Imperial Japan during World War II is told from the perspective of the Japanese who fought it in the caves. That's the story. Hmm. Have you guys seen it?
0: I have actually not seen it. I've had it on DVD.
2: It's better. I'm surprised.
0: I'm going to be honest with you. Out of all the war movies, I'm surprised this is the one you're
2: bringing up. Oh, I have a bunch. I know you do. But I just thought I'd segue from that to that. Yeah, yeah. It left... I can't explain it. It stars Ken Watanabe. Yeah. It, but when I watched it, and I really think—by the way, watch if
0: you don't know who Ken Watnot is, it Whatnot. Uh, Ken Whatnot. Nobby. I thought. Is it Whatnobby? I think, but I could be wrong. But uh, he was a uh, race. He was the Zerby.
1: <laughs> For or our
0: previous episode, feel bad about that yeah, still. still. Yeah, That's yeah, okay. Well, Ray Shall Gould in uh, the original Batman. Yeah, begins. he's also on Godzilla. Godzilla. He's, he's in. He's uh, in a bunch of stuff. Uh, The the Last Samurai.
2: I forgot that he's in uh, the Lone Earl DiCaprio Inception. He's in Inception. Yeah, Yeah, he's Inception. Great actor. Uh, The reason why I want you to watch it, Yep. and James, I don't know if you agree, I, I don't know how, as an American, I end up, if I watch those two movies back to back, you end up feeling so much worse for the Japanese. Well, there's an entire... Although they did lost. Yeah. But you end up feeling so much worse for the Japanese. I, I don't... I shouldn't. Well, no, and there's it's other American. films that have
1: tried to do that before. Is it Tora, Tora, Tora? They, they do not succeed to me. No, anymore. no, no. They do not succeed. But it's... The, that's the thing when you study war and you study the culture and you study the impact of it. I mean, nobody goes into war thinking they're the bad guy. No this is not a you know a bond film where it's like no I'm doing this to rule the Below world field is non-existent yeah yeah now, I, mean, I
2: agree it was written is based on a book by and I'm going to butcher this and I'm so sorry to our our Japanese fluent <laughs> listeners and watchers Tadama, tadamichi kiribayashi and tsukio yoshido and it was shot, like I said. It, I don't know that they ever had it planned. Somehow, some this came upon when they were. And, and by the way, he was writing an Oscar. I was trying to figure out, well, how did he get all this Because uh, how did he get all this money to do all this? Because Flags of Our Fathers was not a hit. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't make its money back. But he just won an Oscar two years ago, two years before that, for Million Dollar Baby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he was riding high with a big success. And Oscar got to, I don't know, got to, he's Clint Eastwood. I'm sure he gets to do mostly what he wants. I hope so. And you do just a small little companion piece for this film that is exponentially better. I guess I sounds like I'm shitting on Flags of Our Fathers. I don't mean to be. No, it's no, not it's, a bad movie, and it's, it's basically about the raising of the flag and yeah. how that thing you see is bullshit. Yeah, it's that, was all, that was all it was staged all staged
1: after the battle. Well, and that's and, and we could do an entire episode about this because that's also true for. We could
2: do a whole episode. We we need to do a whole two parter about movies and bullshit of the yeah, true yeah. stories because
1: well. But so many of those photos were staged. The freeing of the people from concentration camps. If you ever get a chance, visit the Candles Museum in Terre Haute, Indiana. Because one of the founders of that, Eva Kor, talks about she was at that camp. And they were originally, quote unquote, somewhat released by the Russian army. But when the when the Americans and the British got there, they made them pose, walking out the gates and all that right. stuff. yeah and, and so so many of what we think of as historical were, was posed. You know they're gonna
2: die mm-hmm. You know the Japanese culture of, of not giving up <laughs> of, li- of being left on that island to die. yeah they were left there to fight to the death. Mm-hmm. It is depressing as hell, I know, but it's also beautifully
1: shot. It looks better than flags of our fathers. Do you and, and and now it's been a while since I've seen uh, Letters from Iwo Jima. Do you think it's more depressing <laughs> than Deer Hunter? No, <laughs> <laughs> I had a hard time
2: with. It. I have I, and, because and, to me, and, in deer deer hunter, defense, in defense of the Deer Hunter, I have seen the Deer Hunter. I I have seen both movies, but I have seen the Deer Hunter more recently than I have Flags. Of, or, because are, to are, me, Deer Hunter
1: is tragedy for three people. You've got an army left behind. It's tragic.
2: Oh, but the, all those people connect to other people. With I was going to say, yeah, the deer, it's hun- just, deer Hunter Deer hunter
1: is
0: depressing from the get-go in that shitty steel town where yeah. everybody's out Thank of work. And God, it's
1: effectively made. Yeah,
0: and Deer Hunter is one of those movies where I actually, uh, when I know I'm going to watch it, I already have anxiety about hitting play. I would, I, I just... Oh, no, no, I there's, own a, it.
2: there's a scene where they throw the grenade. I don't want to get back to the... F and yeah, dear yeah, dear no, no, no! But I, just, I just wanted because I think that's really interesting. I, I is... wanted to pull the letters. I, I just letters from. No, no, I, I didn't I know that people talk about it as much. And I think it's one of the Eastwood's better films.
1: Yeah. No, I, you I really I should watch it, Chad. Okay. I will. I think I'll it on DVD. I'll, I'll, I'm pretty sure. I'll do. All right.
2: Is it me? Yeah. Let's hold on. Let's see how long it takes Do we need how to how take long, a pause? I mean,
1: yeah. Oh, okay. We'll be back after these words from our sponsors. Hi, we're the sponsors. We give them money. No. So next up is James. Uh, one of my—it's—it's it's actually one this of mine. This is This is mine.
2: So one stealing nothing. my purple drink.
0: I thought it looked less <laughs> well, than oh my God. you He yeah, already drank some of my purple drink. I did. I took a sip of it because I thought it was mine. Look at look at our audacity. Where you just yelled. Mm. Oh, your well, boy, purple that drink.
2: sucks a whole bag of dicks. That's a, it. Really does. It's not overly good. Why but. didn't you get the sugar in it? And I'm coming from a guy that doesn't try to drink a lot of sugar.
0: Sorry, Joe said we should move this right yeah, along, and no. he's just, going on a tangent about. I just oh, think James,
1: James took, took a while to talk tree.
0: about a movie relevant to what we were talking about,
2: but relevant talk- today's times over these rat-infested waters in this
0: steel town <laughs> that we live in. <laughs> uh, Let, let's go on a rant about Fanta. Sons, bitches. I don't, any I don't know. Fanta. Anything. <laughs> Um, tropical Punch fantasy is pretty good. Call. I don't know if I've ever had it. Oh,
1: is there a Tropical Punch fantasy? There is a Tropical Punch Is yeah. that like Tahitian Haitian treat? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my
2: God. <laughs> <Anyway>. Eagle
1: River. <laughs> anyway, can we get back to war? <laughs> yes. What um, is it good for? for? Absolutely nothing.
0: Say it again. Oh.
1: <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, my third movie is, or my second, second movie is based on a true story, 1950 nonfiction book. Have you only talked once? Jesus, I know. I was thinking the same thing. Ash, quit that. The cat is. Na- I told you he wouldn't do it, and then he did it. <laughs> what were you doing? Um, this film, you'll know it since I say some of the cast: Steve McQueen, never heard of it. James Gardner, Great no. Escape. Richard Attenborough. <laughs> Why did you ruin it for me? James Donald. Spoiler alert. Charles Bronson. He's Donald digging tunnels. Donald Pleasance. James Cole and nope. James Coburn. No, no Reservoir Dog references uh, out there. He's like. You know, he's like Charles Bronson in The Great Escape. He's digging tunnels. Anyway, it, it was based on a true story. Uh, they fictionalized a lot of it. But if you read the book, which is also called The Great Escape from 1950, it doesn't. It tells the accurate first-person story. They obviously fictionalized a lot of it. But it was about a group of British officers. Yes. A British Commonwealth prisoners of war and German uh, escaping from Stalag Luft Three. In, Stalag Seventeen, got it. Billy in, Wilder and Zagan, Poland. That doesn't um, exist.
0: Can, can, uh, by the way, spoilers because we're going to ruin some stuff for this movie. Do you think that's like the worst title of a movie ever?
2: The Great Escape. Yeah, because it, really it really wasn't does all of them escape. Not it wasn't escape. a Great
0: Escape. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I mean, I see James
2: Gardner escapes. Yeah. Who else? Steve McQueen ends up right back in prison. Half yep. of them end up dead. Dead. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it wasn't a great escape. It was a great escape for James Gardner. <laughs> James Gardner and uh John Jane uh, who else? Um this I almost said James Cromwell. Uh James 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 James. James, James. James, James. Um, I know I need to stop fucking doing that uh, under the microphone.
1: James Donald. Uh, no, it's not James Donald. No. James
2: Coburn. James Duhan. Doesn't James yeah. Coburn? Isn't he in it? Doesn't he? Yeah, escape? James
1: Coburn. Yeah, yeah. He gets yeah. away on the boat. Yeah, the because there's the bike, there's the boat, there's there's all these ways. But the reason there's I would, all these ways so they the, can the get reason, to Louisville to go to the Great Escape. The reason I picked that, by the way, we should they would sponsor Great something. Escape. Go to Louisville. They, you can they, as uh, long as they pay us money. The one reason that this is always in my head when I think of war movies is a the theme. The music is almost another character for this. It, and it's been yes. it has been made fun of many times. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: Naked Gun 33 and a third has it as they're trying to break out of um, prison. G- uh, um,
1: Mr. B, the Gentleman Rhymer, uses it to lampoon soccer. Da-da, da-da. And the song becomes, let's get this. Is he this the guy with the, the Over beard? and done with. Uh, yes. and the,
2: I have no know know idea who. It's It's um, ja- James Thomas, man. Yeah, yeah, I know.
1: Dr. James Thomas. But anyway, He's uh, like Dr. Dre. Ed Lover could have all the donuts he wants. wants. <laughs> um, back. <Callback. laughs> it was previously made into a radio play by the Philco Television Playhouse for NBC.
0: Was it called The Great Escape then too? Yes.
1: I um, just don't understand it. But What were you going to
2: say? Would you used... rather go see The Great Escape or would you rather go see ah, maybe some of them get it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. The not... Ness not... Wish 3 make it, Chad. <laughs> the, um, the not well thought out escape. <laughs> Uh, that's the title of this episode, by the way.
2: And I'll text you next week and it'll be, I don't remember. Would you turn, off, you your turn off your Apple Watch? Why is your Apple Watch
0: going off? How it do you never have does. an
2: Apple Watch? It's just, what uh, kind of money? He's got money to lay around did, in his car for a, kids to steal it. It was and a now gift. he's got an Apple it from who? It was home. a gift. Um, your new lover. Are they Latin? That's not from
1: Carl. Ooh. Anyway. <laughs> I never met a Latin lover named Carl. Uh, Larry Malton said that you know this had a huge international cast, but S- Steve McQueen was obviously the standout. It did cement him as being Steve McQueen as we know him today. Who was he
2: before that?
1: Um, Drew McQueenie. They his who's an actual writer by the way. <laughs> Virgil Hiltz uh, is a Steve McQueen's character who was nicknamed the Cooler King. Was actually based on three different pilots in the real story, which were David M. Jones, John Dortch Lewis, and William Ash. So they are all based on real people. They. Cl- Clam them together. Clam them? Clammed them? Clammed I them? Clammed. Um, Clammed. But that is... But the Great Escape, if you've never seen it, is they're trying to escape. And they're prisoners <gasps> in war. And... It's some pretty of them, much if you've ever watched Hogan's Heroes. It is... It is... It is what Hogan's <laughs> Hero and am- Lampoon's, right? That hurt, hurt...
0: That hurt my spleen. Which part? The whole... The... Oh! <laughs> Hogan's Heroes to the Great Escape. Yep. Uh, one of the funny (laughs) the the only thing missing from The Great Escape Richard Dawson (laughs) in Stalag 17 Uh, by the way just useless
1: trivia Steve McQueen wanted to do all his own motorcycle stunts and the studio the insurance company for the studio went no you won't so he got his friend Bud Elkins to do it and so all the jumps and everything that you see is Bud Elkins in Steve McQueen's costume doing the jumps and stuff if you've never seen The Great Escape you should it is a little bit more lighthearted, even though they're prisoners of war than The Deer Hunter and and some of them do make it. it's a, it's not no as,
2: not some it's it's <laughs> it's not as dark as as Hogan's
1: Heroes right. <laughs> God. You know what, Joe? You know what? You know? <laughs> hey, hey! What does he know, Joe or Chad? What does Joe know, Chad?
2: <laughs> nothing. He knows nothing.
0: Oh, oh, holy shit,
1: I was watching an episode of it. It's funny that you He's bring John it up. Jon Snow in it over there.
2: I haven't seen it in two, or, I mean years, and it was on BTV or something. I don't
0: remember, it was three weeks ago I was watching it. I was like, I can't believe this shit was on TV. I uh, know. It is the weirdest show, but God, it's entertaining. By the way,
1: just FYI, the one group cut out from the film that it played a major role in the book, Canadians. Aw, uh, man. They cut out the Royal Canadian Air Force, which was a major part of no, that Oh, so story. did we in history. So. You could, or you could can- yep. nook. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Was, so, that's you done.
2: Yes. Is Chad ready to go. Yeah, I don't know what my third one's going to be.
0: All right, so yes. this, this again is a. I'm we won't we don't have to spend a lot of time on this unless you all have stuff to, uh, to talk about but, it. It. but this is a cursed little one of my personal favorites again, Ash. Um, put down the gun. Hey, James, watch what I'm getting ready to do. The star of this movie, this was his only good movie ever. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is supposed to piss me off. I don't know how uh, it yet, but it's supposed Gregory to. Gregory Peck It's the <laughs>
1: only oh, good oh, movie. That's, that's Spock's grandfather, right? Yep, yep, yep. Spock's grandfather. Only good
0: movie he's ever been in.
1: What, Spock's the, grandfather? The guy that plays Spock in the new season of Discovery is Ethan Peck. Is it really? Is
0: that his grandson? I think it's his grandson. Yeah, so his grandson was way more talented than his, yeah. than his grandfather. It's, so his grandson did oh a good show. Oh my god. I am, of course, talking about the guns of Navarone. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <geez. laughs> Which is also another Tarantino line. <laughs> I'm
2: TNT. I'm the guns
0: of Navarone. My fingers touch
2: brains.
0: <laughs> <laughs> In fact, why am I back here on brain detail? Oh. <laughs> uh. Guns of Navarone, it's a fun movie. Uh, do you have a problem with the Guns of Navarone? Uh, it's not a very good movie. Oh, screw you, it's good. Uh, it stars Gregory Peck, David Nivens, It's Ant- not as good as Force 10 from Navarone. Oh, you bastard. It was also, right? You, is that, is yeah, that the it's one I Ten Ford? from Nav- yeah, yeah. Gregory Peck, David Nivens, Anthony Quinn, Richard Harris, and Stanley Baker. What is with you and these all star casts? I, they're just entertaining. And then, you know, when I watched Guns of Navarone when I was a kid, I didn't know who any of these people were. I didn't know they were all big names, but I enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, directed by J. Lee Thompson, um, who this is probably his best movie. <laughs> he had a long, extensive career with canon. Oh, really? What else did he make? King Solomon's Mine. I actually Ooh. have a
2: soft spot for that. I do, heart. too. My mom thought he was hot. Also, I, had, I, don't, I don't know if I still have the heart to tell her.
0: <laughs> also, this movie, Firewalker. I have a soft spot for that
2: one, too. <laughs> That's actually probably my favorite Chuck Norris movie. Yeah, movie. it is mine, too. You were
0: God. saying now, uh, the guns of never Own, who, And so he directed Firewalker? Yeah, what? J. Lee Thompson has a lot to do with canon. Um, King Solomon's Mine, Firewalker... He had done a lot of movies with with Charles Bronson. A lot. Even prior to canon. He directed uh, Death Wish 4, 10 to Midnight. Still Death Wish yeah, (laughs) The the White Buffalo and St. Ives. Those are just a few uh, highlights. The Guns of Navarone was also written by Carl Foreman. Name sound familiar to you? No. Wrote High Noon. Oh. The Bridge on the River Kwai, which was also a close... Went to that I was going to bring up But I slightly like Guns of Navarone A little more than that Even I, though I know The Bridge of River Kwai Is actually sort of classic Bridge
2: of River Kwai Is a classic Where the Guns of Navarone Are isn't But I I couldn't put it on my list Because I never put it in To enjoy it
0: Yeah It's It's a rough watch I would
2: prefer to Watch Lawrence of Arabia If you're going to talk about Anyway give Yeah it yeah him.
0: But he also wrote The Key And he wrote and directed A movie called The Victory Um hmm. But yeah uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on The Guns of Navarone. It was, uh, I, th- I think by most standards, it's just considered a, you know, kind of like a camp. It was considered like the action movie of the summer mm-hmm. when it came out, when it uh, when it did. Um, but again, it was one of those movies that I sat down when I was a kid and watched. And my father was big into war movies, but his favorite movie was The Green Berets, which is terrible. Absol- but it has. The Green
1: Berets, by the way. Sulu I, in it. I mentioned this earlier, uh, that talking about Vietnam vets. So I had the opportunity to work with uh, Vietnam vet and to do films for uh, for a group of students several years ago now. And I, he wanted to. He took students abroad during the summer to Vietnam. And he said, we'll do a series of Vietnam films. And one of the films that's going to be one of my honorable mentions was one of them. But I brought up, I'm like, well, I've got the Green Beret on DVD. And he goes, never, ever mention that to yeah. me again. Because it was a pro-war kind of propaganda film. It really was. Yeah. And uh, a lot of veterans aren't exactly fond of that no. film.
0: <laughs> and neither am I. And that was like my dad's favorite movie. not to watch it over again. But this is one movie that we actually both enjoyed, The Guns of Navarone. So um, yeah, it just has a personal uh, preference, a, a personal tie to me, and I will watch it to this day and sit down if, if it's on TV. I will sit down and watch it.
2: I'm having a hard time with my third one. I am there's too. about four or five I could do. I am
0: too. But I'm right. going to pull
2: an obscure. I and uh, I am actually pulling more so obscure than you all today. I'm I know it little- it's,
0: it's kind of a reverse. This which is, is even more. This obscure. is very uncomfortable for me, by the way.
2: <laughs> this one is directed by Keith Gordon.
0: Really. Really,
2: Ash, you start when I start talking? Do you guys know who Keith Gordon is?
0: The name sounds familiar.
2: He was an actor. He started out as an actor. He mm-hmm. is in Dressed to Kill. He's the kid. He's the kid in
0: Christine. Okay. Right? Yeah, he directed yeah. several episodes of Dexter, if I'm not mistaken. He directed
2: several episodes of Dexter. Has anybody ever seen A Midnight Clear?
0: Never heard of it.
2: A Midnight Clear stars Gary Sinise and Ethan Hawke. James, you might as well sit down. He already stopped by the time he got over there. Sorry, our cat is scratching on the post, even though he said he wouldn't. It's based on a novel by William Wharton. A Midnight Clear is set in the Adrian's Forest in December of 1944. A group of American GIs, all of them who have been together a bit too long, cling to the vestiges of their peacetime interests to remain sane. None are brilliant soldiers, though will not. Ethan Hawke is the one who exhibits the strongest leadership qualities. Billed at a chateau, the soldiers began hearing strange noises emanating from a graveyard, the handiwork of a group of mischievous German soldiers. The two enemy camps draw closer to one another at a Christmas approach doing due in great part to the influence of a G.I. Vince mother, Wilkins, who's played by Gary Sinise. A sudden, impulsive, hostile act results in the wholesale and unnecessary slaughter of a, of the German soldiers. Through the exteriors are convincingly men are European. The film was actually lensed in Utah. The <clears throat> It's a dark film, I, the, he has two movies that are basically take place during World War II, Keith Gordon. The other one I'd recommend stars Nick Nolte, and it's based on a novel by Kurt Vonnegut called Mother Night. Yeah. If you ever get a chance to watch it, but it's not about soldiers.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, Mother Night may be slightly better. This opens up with Gary Sinise just screaming in the woods, and they're all going crazy. I had never even heard of the movie, and it was a small independent film, and I watched it probably when I was eight. It came out in 92, I didn't see it then. I probably watched it a little later, about 17 or 18, 94, 95. And it had an impact on me. I'd never seen anything quite like it. Hmm. i never heard of it. A Midnight Clear. I don't know that you can get a copy of it. I didn't look. I haven't had a chance to look. Why are you smiling? You have a look
0: on your face like... Mm-hmm. No, while you were talking, I was going to look it up on my fancy, dancy Amazon. So Keith app.
2: Gordon directed two movies. The one I want to mention is a Midnight Clear because I thought I, I actually thought James might know about it.
1: Now Mother Night stars Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. Yeah, I was the thing. And, you,
2: and it's a little bit bigger of a film. It's based yeah. on a novel by Kurt Vonnegut. Vonnegut. I almost paused. Yeah. Yes. And what it's about, and I, I'll do them both because one was about soldiers, and that's what I was going back and forth on. The other one is is about, he is a, he's giving secrets to the Allied forces, but he's in Germany as a propagandist, and he's dealing with, it goes back and forth in time, Chad. Yeah, by the way,
0: it is hard to find a copy of that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine. It was a small movie, and I don't know that a lot of people have seen it. Yeah, I know I haven't. But it's going back (laughs) and forth in time of him remembering that, and did he help? And then Germans telling him later, uh, you know, as many secrets as you gave, the propaganda you did, did much more for Germany than any secrets you ever gave away. Wow. Yeah, Kurt Vonnegut. So, as a double feature, check out Keith Gordon's Both Men, who went on to direct a lot of episodes of Dexter and a lot of other, uh, two episodes, well, several episodes of Dexter. I'm trying to think, there's one more movie I like. He
0: actually, he actually has a cameo in Dexter at one point in one of the episodes that he directed. Check
2: them out as a double feature: Midnight Clear and mm-hmm. Mother Night.
0: All right.
1: So for, for my third one, should I go obscure and educational, or should I go fun, a little bit, a little bit more fun? Okay, mm-hmm. Joe. Let's say you're a director. Let's say you're Robert Burgess Aldrich. And you have directed such films as Kiss Me Deadly, The Big Knife, Autumn Leaves, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. I've seen Big Kiss Me Deadly and Whatever Happened to
2: Baby Hush, Jane. Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte. I've seen that one too. The original Flight of the, the Phoenix. the quarter.
1: I've seen the original
0: Flight of the Navigator. I've seen the Does original Flight of no. the... Actually, the original what Flight of the Phoenix follow. is a damn good movie.
1: What would you follow the Flight of the Phoenix up with? Um, I, Me? Alien 6. <laughs> no, you've made a huge mistake. What you would obviously do is you would get together Lee Marvin, Ernest Borgnine, Charles Bronson, Jim Brown, John Cassavetes, Robert Ryan, Telly Savalas, You guys have hit Robert every Weber, big. And Donald Sutherland. Between the two of
0: you have hit all the big cast war movies. Would you have liked me to talk about Operation Dumbo Drop? <laughs> I'm, just, um, I'm just pointing it out. I'm usually the one who has the problem. Yeah, I
2: my,
1: you do. My you're, father you're the one loved who... The Dirty Dozen, which is what I'm talking about. Learn. It's a fun movie. I was well, I up. always liked The Great Escape as a kid, and my father didn't. And I think the reason my father didn't is because people don't make it out. And I know what you're getting ready to say. People don't make it out in The Dirty Dozen either. No. But they're all criminals and terrible people. And so it's okay that they don't make it out. And I think that's the way my father justified it. Um, It is based on a novel. And it was actually based on a real life group that was not the Dirty Dozen. Do you want to know the name of the real group? I've heard this before. You may have been the one who told me. Do you you want to know? Yeah, tell me because I don't know. It was the Filthy 13. That's all they did. (laughs) They dropped one guy. Um, It went from Filthy to slightly Dirty. This
0: like is never mind. I the American
1: Film Institute actually ranked this as number sixty-five on the most thrilling uh, top
0: one hundred thrilling films. I, um, I almost brought it up, but honestly, I didn't think Jane. I thought you would have been the one to bring up the Dirty Dozen.
2: It, I don't have an attachment to any of those movies you brought up. I've seen them all and don't have an attachment to any of them. Well, see, Dirty Dozen, this, oh, man,
0: the, Dirty Dozen's amazing.
2: The Dirty it, Dozen, no, it's
1: fun, but I don't have that. Well, and the Dirty Dozen to me is. It is the counterpoint to The Great Escape and I think that's why it made my list. I did have one and I'll use it as an honorable mention instead. But basically, The Dirty Dozen... Um, and it's funny because Charles Bronson pops up in so many of these films. I think he's uh, he's my hidden war... Oh, guy. he's digging tunnels. Um, if Reservoir Dogs <laughs> has taught me anything. Um, but basically... The, the, that's about sex. The spoiler spoilers here, I guess... The only two people that survive are mm-hmm. Lee Marvin mm-hmm. and Charles, Charles Bronson, Bronson. Um, because and effectively they would have more of them would have survived except Telly Savalas's character, if yeah. I'm remembering correctly, wigs out. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Um, so basically, the the background, if you've never seen The Dirty Dozen, is they're all pretty much on death row, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and the original Suicide Squad. Yeah, the Allied forces need somebody to get into this French chateau. And kill a bunch of Nazis that are hiding there before D-Day can happen. And they send these people to do it. Because nobody cares if they live or die. They're going to die anyway. And basically the the ruling is kill as many people as you can and then if you happen to get away over there... And let Jeebus sort them out. That's, that's not on us. Don't come back to America. But if you kill everybody over there, well... And so, you know, they're they're horrible soldiers. They're everything else. This film has been, much like Great Escape, has been lampooned a thousand different times. I and mean, ripped off. There mm-hmm. was a all-African-American all version. Suicide Squad. <laughs> um, there was an all-African-American version called The Black Brigade, which starred Richard Pryor and maybe Richard Roundtree. Um, that It was released under three different names. The only one I'll say is The Black Brigade. I do have a DVD copy of it. Um, yeah. But so I mean again, the, the 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 plot line is so easy. It was a huge success though. It cost five million to make with that huge cast, uh, made forty five million back in just the U.S. alone. Uh, on oh,
2: that's some good sh- shekels.
1: Uh, but yeah, so I mean, also like I said, loosely based on a true story, much even more loosely than The Greatest Game, yeah, but
0: and probably even more loosely than uh, Kelly's Heroes. <laughs> but uh, the
1: the original. Slogan was: Train them, excite them, arm them, then turn them loose on the Nazis. <laughs> uh, that was when they
2: said good. when I
0: turned sixteen. Uh,
1: but yeah, yeah. So that's that's the Dirty Dozen. Except if
0: for training, and excite, if, if
1: you've never seen the Dirty Dozen, uh, I mean, the talent you should see the Dirty Dozen. The talent yeah. that went into it. That director. By the way, do you know what his most popular follow-up he made after the Dirty Dozen is? He directed the longest yard.
2: Oh, I th- uh, I should have known that.
1: So that that you look at his gestalt of his films. That's a good all career, man. Mm-hmm. That's a very oh career. yeah. Because I you, even when I was looking at, it, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. You did whatever happened to Baby Jane, and then later on, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna make a war picture. You made the Dirty Dozen, Fly to the Phoenix, stuff like that too. But then you went, you know what? Let's make a football picture. Seriously, with Jimmy Stewart, check out Fly to the
2: Phoenix. Yeah, mm-hmm. there is a remake. I've seen the remake. It's not a bad movie. Just it's result. diminishing returns. Yeah, it, it's it's got Hugh Laurie. Yeah, and Dennis it's cool. By the way,
1: Robert Burgess Aldrich. For anybody that loves to watch, if you watched the movie Feud, and you want to connect this to that about, um, the I've seen the movie Fled. What the relationship between? Um, I'm shaking my head. Whatever happened <laughs> to Baby Jane? Who? What is it? The the actresses that. Feuded all the time. And they made the movie about him. Called they Fury. made well. They made a TV series. Are you yeah, yeah. About Betty
0: Davis and Joan Crawford. Thank you. Yeah, Joan um, Crawford.
1: Alfred Molina played Robert Aldrich in those in that series. Oh, that's cool. So there you go. Useless trivia. All Thank
0: right. You. He also played
2: Doc Ock. You're welcome. So do you all, I I put I picked six movies. Those are not my honorable mentions. Can I give the other three that I had go a really hard go, time? Go for it. Uh, go. Go.
1: Because there's one I really wanted to get to, and I'm gonna have to do it from here
2: bit of. to eternity. Which is based on a famous novel. Yeah. Oh, dude! From here to eternity, Ernest Borgnine, Frank who's Sinatra, in it. Cliff M- Montgomery, Cliffs. Um, I prefer Guns N' uh, Hacksaw Ridge.
0: Ooh, good one!
2: A damn good movie. Yeah. Say what you want to about Mel Gibson; he's a good director. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a good director. And uh, Downfall. Yeah. But I I moved downfall. downfall German about the last days of Hitler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's more about Hitler than it was the soldiers. Yeah. The Hitlers and the Nazis, Downfall is a, you should watch it, Chad. It's on Netflix. It's, well, it used to be on Netflix. It is. It's in German. It's in German, but, oh man, it's tough, but it's enlightening. It's a beautiful movie, even though it's about Nazis. It really is about the Nazis in their last few days and Hitler's last few days. Those are my three big ones. I have a a whole litany here, of course, of of honorable mentions. Yes, go
1: ahead. Let me do a big honorable mention, because I think this one's relevant historically, and I think more people need to see it. There's a Criterion Edition that was made. Thank goodness for Martin Scorsese here, this would have been lost in its real form. The Life and Death of Colonel Blimp. Have you ever heard of it? No, never heard of it. The Life and Death of Colonel Blimp was made during Oh, Oh, I I did did. From
2: Here to Eternity, and you get all excited about Colonel Blimpy?
1: Now, you should get excited about this, because Winston Churchill wanted it destroyed. Oh, really? How come? Colonel Blimp was a cartoon, a comic strip, Mm -hmm. um, before World War II, lampooning British military. It was a huge thing. World War II came along. Colonel Blimp's not the name of a character. They just used that title, The Life and Death of Colonel Blimp. What what it is about is Major General Candy... And he started as a British soldier. It it starts, it's it's a very, almost Citizen Kane-esque. It starts with him old. And he's sitting and he gets, quote unquote, abducted by younger officers. He's a member of the Home Guard during World War II. And again, this was filmed during World War II. Um, And it flashes back when he gets abducted by the young soldiers because they all hate him. To him being a young soldier in the Boer War which was Africa and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it travels through him becoming a career soldier in World War One, being a hero, all of that stuff. And then it, you build back up. It's considered also a romance film. It was hugely done in Technicolor. It's well known for that. Um, but... He said he's going to make this quick. Well, you asked what it was about. Deborah Kerr... Yeah, you still haven't got to it. Deborah... Well, I told you, it's it's his entire career. It covers 40 years of military. They had to steal actual military uniforms because everything was being rationed. Mm -hmm. Um, Winston Churchill came out against it, said he hated the title because nothing that could make fun of British military he wanted it released. Um, Originally, it was going to star... um, Oh crap! Big British actor that went on to do Marathon Man. Lawrence Olivier. Lawrence Olivier was going to be, but Winston Churchill. What would we do without me? Winston Churchill refused to let him out of military service. (laughs) Lawrence Olivier had been conscripted into the British Navy, and Winston Churchill said, "No, he can't get a release." He gave him a release for Macbeth. Would not give him a release for this film. They cast somebody else. Uh, who went on to win all sorts of awards for it? Um, they, uh, but it it follows through at the end of the movie. His home gets bombed, and he said that the only way he would ever be stopped is if is the day that his home became an ocean, and it ends with the water tower spilling out over his home and things like that. And there's a cistern of water and all that stuff, and he realizes his career. This pulled. is
2: not short. Um, and he gives me another um, and an ug uh and a pause.
1: You need to see this film. Because you got a copy? Be- yes. Okay. It's Criterion. You should get one. Anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, That's James Thomas' way of saying it. dick.
1: 100% British film, but it was photographed by a Frenchman. This is a quote by Michael Powell. Uh, direct, written by a Hungarian. Musical score by a German Jew. Director was English. The man who did the costume was a shit as a sheck
0: Ooh, he words, almost cussed. Made this a rated R. No, it, it was... Shit a, the bed. It ah. was the kind
1: of film that I've always worked on with a mixed crew of every nationality. There was no frontiers left unexplored. Because Winston Churchill protested its release, when it was originally released, it was 2 hours and 43 minutes. They edited it down to 140 minutes for release there. That's 2 hours and 10 minutes when they <laughs> released it in america finally that's actually they, 2 hours and 23 minutes they okay. edited it down an
0: hour and 40 minute uh, 140 minute long is i thought a, he said 143 140. so that would be two no, it's that uh, okay. That's two hours and ten minutes, Could, right? No, it'd be two. You won't let me get three. this done, an sir. If y'all were I debating right. time, no, you didn't. You added three minutes. No, yeah, because he said one hundred forty-three. No, I said 140. He said "Can it. I finish this so we can end this?" You can anyway. never finish shit. <laughs> and I got my honorable mentions to get to. Um, <laughs> James, you're
1: taking another Martin, fucking pause. Martin, <laughs> I can't keep going you because can't, you don't keep can't talking. can't ever done do nothing. Martin <laughs> Scorsese did spearhead the fundraising. It was preserved as a Criterion Edition and they were actually able to reassemble it to the full 243. They found all the materials luckily. I'm not doing and, that math. And the last director. <laughs> about four hours long. The last director was still alive when they did it and said thank god people will be able to see it. Criterion Edition was released. David Mamet and Stephen Fry both listed as their favorite film of all time. And Roger Ebert. Uh, shortly before you said, also named it as one of the greatest films of all time. Said it was a technicolor wonder. Oddly enough, makes an allusion to Wizard
0: of Oz as well. Chad, J- go honorable mentions. Uh, Dunkirk. Yeah, that was uh, you Yeah, you can't forget Dunkirk. It's 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 fairly just so recent. new. Overlord. Screw yeah. you. It's entertaining. Hi Mick. <laughs> <laughs> I liked um, it. I just don't
2: know that was as good as everybody said. There's some scenes. It's that entertaining. Remember.
0: That's all that matters. Um, then um, there um the, the Two hard-hitting dramas of uh, Sergeant Bilko and Down Periscope. <laughs> Down Periscope's not during a war. Neither, But it's Sergeant soldiers. Bilko. They're soldiers. But it's not a war movie. It's not a war movie. It's soldiers, though. And then uh, this one's also not. I, honestly, I just wanted a reason to bring up Sergeant Bilko and Down Periscope, because when are we ever going to bring up Sergeant Bilko?
2: Honestly, it's come up more than once.
0: Yeah, not Sergeant Bilko, Down Periscope.
2: I'm pretty sure if you went through our catalog, which I tend never to do. Yeah,
0: no, I think you're wrong. Um, this one um, also doesn't involve soldiers, but I'm going to bring it up. It, I mean, there are soldiers. Conspiracy. It was a made-for-TV movie. It aired on HBO. It is. Oh, yeah. um, it is about the uh, basically um, all these sol- these uh, head Nazi officials getting yeah. together at a conference and discussing the, the the eradication of the Jewish culture. Yeah. So, boom.
1: Honorable mention. Stanley Tucci and um,
0: Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh.
1: Yep. James. Quick honorable mention: Combat the TV series. <laughs> Uh, my grandfather, who was a Purple Heart veteran, I was once told that's the only show he would watch that he said was authentic because it featured them like shaving, using their helmets to hold water and stuff like that. Uh, Vic Morrow was the star. Mm-hmm. Check Out Combat, if you've never heard of it, if you can find it. Uh, the other one I will bring up, I mentioned working with a Vietnam vet to do a film series. <laughs> this is one of the films we did. Uh, translated, that means Heroes from Another Country. I know that because it's on the back, as Chad mm-hmm. can see. Uh, But this tells the story about one of the things that happened when Puerto Rico became a U.S. protectorate was they automatically were drafted into military service for Vietnam. Uh, And this tells the story of two of the soldiers. There were 48,000 people drafted into military service from puerto rico and if you know how big puerto rico is that makes them per square foot one of the most drafted from into military service for vietnam uh this tells a story about two guys who get drafted uh this was nominated uh it was an oscar entry for best foreign language film i believe it came out in 1991 uh, I own this copy, I am holding up a copy if you're just listening, but this is one of the films that when I suggested it uh, the veteran who I was working with to do this film series for students said after he watched it, he said this is a pretty accurate film for what you could expect. Uh, the plot of the film itself is there are two guys that are doing a behind, they have to fall behind enemy lines with their group. I the, he's just going to do an honorable mention. The entire, this is my only honorable mention joke. This the entire group gets killed except for them and they end up wandering in the jungle and they begin to hallucinate and starve and be, disease and all that stuff. Uh, heroes from another country. Uh, I'm sorry, Joe. I wanted to add one that wasn't British or, you know, American because I wanted us to be multicultural. Oddly you enough, black I did do a, didn't do a lot of
2: British ones. And Michael, Michael Kine, Michael Kine uh, taught me that he always watched the American pictures because the American pictures would always... The, the stories were about the soldiers, and he, every damn Tom, they'd be about the, the uh, they'd be about the officers if it was a British one. What accent was that? I don't. That's know. not Michael Caine. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. Inglorious Bastards. Patton. Which the, one? Which and Glorious Bastards. Yeah, because I've actually Wars. never seen the original. I, I enjoyed Tarantino's. The Dam Busters, if you're a Star Wars fan, which is another British film. Yes. Yeah. Black Hawk Down. And by the way, watch the last third of the Dam Busters. It is The Attack on the Death Star. Hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, Black Hawk Down. Master and Commander.
0: Master and never Commander.
1: You've never seen Master,
0: Master and, and Commander? Master and Commander? Peter Weir? Nope, never seen
1: it. Dude! Uh, I bought that, and that's one that I. You, you, it's you, pretty. Yeah. It's pretty.
2: Take it home, the big red one, Sam Fuller. Uh, I'm not gonna make that joke. G- Glory, yeah. Uh, oh. Zulu. Ooh. I you already said Lincoln, Three Kings, Full Metal Jacket, Zero Dark Thirty, which is not so much about soldiers. And I, I have to pull out the last one because it really isn't so much about soldiers, but Casablanca.
1: Yo, no, oh, I mean yeah. it's it's. it's He was a soldier. He was a soldier, but it's not. I will echo Casablanca with another Bogart film that I just rewatched for probably the thousandth time The African Queen. African Queen. Mm. On that note, that was our war movie. So if you
2: didn't get what you wanted on there, please feel free to uh, text us. Yeah, I'm sorry. If you have our number, here is Chad's number uh, (laughs) 8675309. Aye, aye. (laughs) Aye. But, uh, no, please, tweet us, Facebook us, follow us on... All the medias. All the medias. We're on all of them. I'm even on Instagram. I don't know why.
1: I post something from time to time. I mean, I'm on Instagram, and if you follow me, I get a notice, but I think maybe there's six... I post something every
2: once in a while. But what we need you to do is share and like on SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, and Spotify. Please get those out there. Get those numbers up. If you liked the show, let us know. If you hated the show, let us know. If you had and if you know of other know.
1: war movies, perhaps from other countries, that we should check out. Absolutely, let, let us, us know. know. Thank you so much. That's Bonehead. <laughs>